Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, presents the official podcast of Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. On today's program, we'll give you the latest news from the world of University of Georgia Athletics and more. And now, from the broadcast studios of Dogs on Demand, here's your host, Chris Hall. Uh, Chris Hall here for Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And, of course, our program presented by Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Good to have you uh, with us on our program today. And it's a great joy to have with us today on our program, David Pollock. You know, David, I I was thinking about how to introduce you, but, uh, you know, I was thinking you don't need to introduce Bugs Bunny. You would not have to introduce Darth Vader. So why would I have to introduce David Pollock, so well-known to all Georgia Bulldog fans and college football fans? So uh, welcome to our program. And how does it feel to be in the same category with Bugs Bunny and Darth Vader? <laughs> I can honestly say that's a first. I've never had that one before. I've never been associated with that, but good to be with you, brother. Yeah, it's good to have you with us, of course. Three-time All-American at the University of Georgia. Went on to the uh, NFL uh, you've been with ESPN now. How long have you been with ESPN? Shoot, I think about 15, 14, 15 years now. Yeah. Been doing the TV thing. Never thought I would do it, but um, actually, I actually did dislike the media strongly when I was in uh, when I was in college and I was in the NFL. So, wasn't a huge fan of the media. So it's kind of crazy that I definitely turned into a media member and hopefully do it a little bit differently than the people that I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, well, you do a great job. In fact, my, my wife and I, uh, you know, I make her watch game day on Saturday mornings. Well, I don't make her, but I encourage her to walk and uh, watch uh, game day on Saturday mornings. And I said, you know, that when you come on, I say, that's, that's David Pollock. He played for the dogs. And she said, wow, he's good. <laughs> In fact, oh, good. yeah, we, we took a vote between myself and her and we decided that just right behind Lee Corso, you're the star of that uh, the the ESPN uh, game day. So that's that's uh, that's quite something, isn't it? First of all, having Corso at the top is the right order. Yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't have Corso at the top is wrong. I mean, that dude is, you know, he built the show into what it is. Right. He's so funny. Um, he's a lesson in humility every week when I work with him. Man, such a good person, good to people. Um, he hasn't been able to come this year as much, you know, he's 87 and he's had some, some health issues, but I, I do think he'll be back this week. I hope he'll be back this week and definitely look forward to having coach back. Cause he just brings an energy and a, a different level of, uh, of fun. You know, I, I remember all the time when I started, he'd be like, Hey kid, that's are good. Cakes are good. Have fun. <laughs> you know? And he's like, listen, they're not going to remember who you pick kid. Like, they don't remember that crap. I was like, and I disagree with that because Georgia fans get pissed at me every time. Yes, they do. But, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But, um, but no, I definitely think Corso, and then obviously Herbie, and you know what he means to the show and has for so long, and then Reese taking over for Fowler, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was, and the show being seamless. And this year, you know, you bring obviously you can bring Des along the way too, and you bring uh, Pat on this year, and. Jeff Sims, and it just it continues to evolve, continues to morph, and it's a it's like a traveling circus. And, and you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. And when we were traveling uh, to uh, you know maybe a Georgia game, it's fun to listen to on uh, Sirius FM, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It gets you ready for football. 
uh, on game day. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, if we can uh, dive in here a little bit, uh, first of all, about the uh, University of Georgia. I, you know, I know as a media guy, you have to be unbiased, and that's okay. You're supposed to be, you know, look at it with that kind of eye. But we fans, we can be different. We can we can be homers, yep. and I'm definitely a homer. But as, as you look at this University of Georgia team, I, you know, I've tried to, I, I, just from the outside looking in, I've tried to evaluate this team. And I have to tell you, everything that that I see and everything I can just see in my heart, I think this Georgia team is better than last year's Georgia team in a lot of ways. Uh, what do you think about that? I might, I might agree with you, I think, offensively. I think they've already hit their stride. They already know um, that they have a quarterback that they're capable. They have, you know, they have a good system around Darnell and, and Brock Bowers. And so I think there's a lot more continuity um, with that. I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not ready to go there better yet. When especially when it comes to defensively, I think the numbers are great. I think Bullard and Starks, you know, bring a, that that one-two punch is a really good one-two punch. And I think the secondary is probably better than it was a year ago. But up front, that talent you had with, you know, with Big Baby, with yeah. Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt and Trayvon Walker, and you know, then you go to the the linebackers with Nakobe and Quay, and I mean, they're just. I think this unit is good, and I think the biggest compliment you can give to Georgia is how the heck do you do 15 draft picks, <laughs> lose all that talent, come back this year, and, and the, the fact that me and you have to have this conversation about what team is better shows you how stupid it is in Athens. Yeah. I mean, it shows you how well Kirby's recruited. It shows you how well they coach. It shows you how disciplined they are. It shows you how tough they are. Like, you know, you, you watch that Tennessee tape, and you see Tennessee go against – Georgia, and you you just you marvel at the the level of detail and the level of toughness and and, and buy in. It's just a it's it's an unbelievable job. You know they they've become the new Alabama. They've become the standard bearer in college football. And I think when you look at you know this year, can you can you go get another one? Like because this team is actually kind of young. Yeah. I mean, you look at this team. Yeah. You know, defensively, you're breaking in basically everybody new except for. You know, obviously, you, you have Jalen Carter, who was a, a freak show last year too, and you got Ringo on the outside. But you're breaking in a bunch of new guys, and you're you're really young, and and you're still really really good. So offensively, there's a lot of guys that are going to be back. I mean, you see Lab continue to make plays. Bowers, the most important piece, probably on the team, is going to be back. You know, so I think it's it's a good thing to see if you're a Georgia fan that you know, because coming into the season, bro, I was like, listen, everyone's like, how is Georgia going to be? I was like, I don't care. I got a natty. Yeah, like we won the national title. I don't give a crap. Like, and now you're you're just kind of pinching yourself, going, "Is this real? Like, is this this is because this is really fun." Yeah, it is really fun, especially if you're a Georgia fan. And uh, you know, and speaking of young, I was talking to someone who's a you know kind of in insider in the with the Georgia program, and he said, "Look, you know." I, our defense, especially on the defensive side, they're young guys. And you're going to stack in now another top recruiting class on top of those young guys. He said, you wait for a year or two, and and that defense is going to be even more monstrous than it is now. And, and that's pretty exciting for Georgia fans, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the only thing I'll say about that is you got to find those I would say yes, and I think, you know, what I said a second ago, and I'm on board, I think they're going to be really, really good. But to be great and to be sensational and to be national championship, you got to have those dominant players. Yeah. Jalen Carter's a freak. Yeah. Like, you don't have another one of those guys. Jordan Davis was a freak. 
You know, you got to find that next, you know, next guy in the trenches that can be a game changer that can really dominate football games. Cause that's what you got to have. You got to have game records. You got to have guys that can get to the quarterback, get tackles for a loss, you know, change you, get, get you behind the sticks, make the offense just paranoid about them. So I think they're going to be great. They're going to be really good. You know, the, the level of dominance will depend on can you find another guy that, you know, can dominate the game, you know, whether it's at corner, whether it's at, you know, linebacker, whether it's at, uh, you know, defensive tackle, you know, whether it's an edge player, whatever it is, you got to find those game changers, those high draft picks, those Trayvon Walkers, those Jordan Davises, those, you know, those Jalen Carters, those type of guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe Bear, uh, Bear Alexander in the middle. Maybe he'll grow into that. Uh, maybe so. Uh, just turning just quickly about Stetson Bennett, you know, so much has been written about Stetson. Uh, we're all so familiar with his story. You know, this kid keeps delivering for the uh, University of Georgia. He has his moments, but generally, you know, he's he's just a very good quarterback statistically, stacking up uh, even with all of the major, uh, you know, quarterbacks uh, in the country. I, you know, as, as I look at this, I keep telling people somebody's got to make a movie, you know, about, especially if Georgia wins the national championship again. Just, just your overall uh, thoughts about, the amazing story, I, I would characterize it, characterize it as an amazing story of Stetson Bennett. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a movie. It has to be a movie already. I think, you're gonna have, I think you're going to have a part in it, too. Now <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be, that'd be great. I'm, I'm signing up for it right now. Yeah. I'm going to go produce it. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's just a great story for everybody. And, and it's a great story because, you know, Stetson Bennett, everybody, you know, everybody told him, you know, that he couldn't do it. And everybody, and to the point, by the way, where I know for a fact that last year in camp, they told him, like, listen, the Pacific Coast, they told him, like, you probably should go transfer. You're not going to play this. You're not going to play here. Yeah. Like, didn't get reps last year in fall camp. You know, barely took any reps. And then all of a sudden, you know, JT gets hurt. You got a great defense. You know, he can run a little bit. You know, he can manage the game because he's played a little bit before and he's got experience. And, okay, we'll give him a try. Like, that's how it came about, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about. So, um, but to have a kid that was a walk-on, to have a kid that, um, you know, goes away, goes to junior college to go try to play and get experience and then comes back and, um, and then just, you know, is forgotten about, is left from behind. Nobody believes in him. You know what? Nobody believes in him, but everybody forgot to tell Stetson to believe in himself. <laughs> That's true. You know, like yeah. he didn't care. He doesn't give a rip what you say about him. And, you know, it reminds me of David and Goliath in the Bible. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, you, they, come, they come to look for the new king, and there's there's eight, seven siblings, and his dad, you know, I guess he puts out all the people, <laughs> and he's like, and, and doesn't even put David in there. Yeah. And, like, oh, this is just, this guy's the little guy. He's the little runt. He's the, he's the you know, the, the little one of the litter. Nobody really talks about him, talks about his stature, his physique, or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, you need to go slay a giant, and you bring in David. Like, and he talk, I mean, it's just, that's the story. You know, yeah. it's just, so powerful and um you know last week you saw him break ankles which is which is so crazy because i think you just forget how great of an athlete that kid is i mean he hit you know 21 miles an hour on the gps pretty easily um and just makes plays and but i but i think his being doubted i think his being told he was too small like i just think he's a kid that like you saw him after school in the tennessee game throwing up the phone you know he's got some <laughs> swagger about him and Tell him he's not six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds with a rocket arm and 
running four three, I think he wouldn't believe you. I think he thinks yeah. he is. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I, you know, I love him. I I, I just love him. And, uh, you know, Georgia's going to ride his back, and uh, hopefully they'll go again to the national championship. Now, Georgia has Kentucky coming up uh, this coming Saturday, 3.30 in Lexington. And, uh, you know, Kentucky, I'm a, listen, when, when Georgia goes on the road in the SEC, I'm one of those gloomy gusses. I'm thinking, oh, no, we got to go on the road in that crowd, and they're going to get into it. But, you know, Kentucky took it on the chin from Vanderbilt, of all uh, play, uh, piece, uh, you know, people last uh, Saturday in Lexington. So what do you anticipate about this game on paper? It doesn't look like much of a game coming up for Georgia and Kentucky, does it? No, it doesn't look like much of a game, but it's kind of the, you know, it's the way it is. got to rise to the challenge. You know, last week, Mississippi State was kind of that challenge too after a big week against Tennessee. And you just got to love the maturity and the response. I mean, you know, listen, I mean, the, aside from the closing, you know, a couple minutes of the first half, you played a really good game, you know, and you definitely – made some mistakes, obviously, and Kirby owned those. And, um, you know, it's, you know, you gave a big special teams play that kind of changed it and kept the game closer than it should have been. But, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a step in the maturity. You know, you've already clinched in the SEC East and you're playing the SEC championship game and you're the number one team in the country and everybody's talking about you. So there's definitely a lot of those things that involve leadership and guys in the locker room that make sure that they have their head on straight and make sure that they're focusing and respecting every opponent because you got to respect them. Um, but it is tough. It's tough when you when you have a team that just lost to Vanderbilt and you have bad things to, to see on tape from a team. But, again, that team comes in with nothing to lose. Right. That team comes in with everything to gain. I can go for it on fourth down. I can take chances. There's just a lot of things that you got to realize about this opp- opportunity in this moment. Is Georgia better? Yeah. Should they win? Absolutely. It doesn't take any – a blind man knows that. But I think it's just a step in the, in the maturity and the – the next steps of this Georgia team along the way. And Kentucky's got some talent uh, on offense and defense. So you can't you can't overlook them and you can't certainly take them for granted. Uh, now you have Georgia and LSU in the SEC championship game. I believe this is the first, uh, fifth time that Georgia and LSU have played each other in the SEC championship game. I think LSU has won the last two, if I remember correctly. So what about this game? LSU, you know, who would have thunk that at the beginning of the season? Everybody had their chips on Alabama, maybe Texas A&M, and that's a dumpster fire at uh, in te- at Texas A&M. So what do you think about the SEC championship game coming up? Georgia and L- LSU, Georgia will be favored, but, it uh, you know, it sounds like a pretty good matchup. Yeah, and everybody would have picked Georgia, but nobody would have picked LSU. Right. And especially, you know, week one, LSU loses to FSU and – you know, it's just a, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it was an interesting situation for, for Brian Kelly, an interesting start, you know, like me and my family and yeah. all the stuff that went down with him. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, with the way they've turned around and Jaden Daniels, you know, transfer quarterback from Arizona State's come in and really done well and, and really become a, a pivotal part of that offense with his legs and his ability to scramble. They're young, they're young as can be. Um, you know, starting a couple freshmen on the line, freshman tackles, you know, they're building for the future. They're not, they're not building for the now. They just happen to, you know, stumble into the SEC championship game. So kind of crazy to think about. They have the best player. If you want to talk about a player, the best young player in the country is Harold Perkins Jr. Yes, what a game. And that dude is an absolute mm. stud. You turn on the tape and watch 40 and you're just like, oh my gosh, like that's a mix between Von Miller and, Micah Parsons, and you're just like, that is stupid, what he's able to do. And um, so I think they have a lot of talent. They've still got, you know, Boutte and 
they still got a bunch of guys, you know, with uh, Alarzi, Ozilari, and all these guys. They got a lot of talent. They're young. They're learning. They're growing. Again, not a lot to lose in that game, um, but they're going to be very much in the mix. Um, you know, as a two-loss team, that you know, a two-loss team has never made the college football playoff. It's never happened, but you know, they're still very much in the mix. And I would think Brian Kelly thinks, you know, if he looks at his team, he says they're ahead of schedule. Yeah, I think so too. A you know, great job by uh, Brian Kelly uh, this year. Now, in the college football rankings, you have Georgia number one, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Uh, don't really anticipate any changes of that uh, this coming week uh, from the uh, rankings. But, you know, you have Ohio State and Michigan uh, meeting uh, together uh, in just a couple of weeks. Uh, it, so how do you, you know, just your gut feeling about how this thing is going to shake out? I was thinking if, I, if Ohio State and Michigan, like, have a close game, you know, if, if, yep. if, like, Ohio wins by one point or a field goal or something or if vice versa, will either one of those drop out of the top four? Uh, do you anticipate two from the Big Ten in the final four or two from the SEC? Uh, just your kind of gut feeling as you look out over the horizon about the uh, those uh, teams that will make the playoffs. Well, it depends who loses because Ohio State's out of conference is really good. They chose to play Notre Dame to open up. You know, Michigan's out of conference is the worst in the country. Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. I mean, it's a it's atrocious. They bought their way out of the UCLA, you know, matchup, which which would have been a top twenty five matchup, which would have been a good out of conference. So, if Ohio State wins, I think Michigan's gone. I think they're out. If if Michigan wins, I think Ohio State's very much going to be in the picture. TCU is going to be interesting. Um, their defense played so great against Texas last week. Their offense didn't play great. Um, you know, where do they stand? They go at Baylor. They they play they play another team in the Big 12 championship game. So yeah. are they a team that could be a one-loss team and still be in the mix? There's a lot to go down. Um, I'm interested to see where Clemson is as a one-loss team because everybody wrote them off. And, uh, you know, then Oregon and U- US or UCLA lose. Yeah. So I, I, this is what happens late in the season, man. We find these losses that are nowhere that, you know, people aren't predicting, people don't, people don't think can happen. And, uh, and and that's that's the way it works. And so there's a lot of football left, but Tennessee's still sitting out there in the SEC, and they don't have to play another good team really, or play in the championship game. So they're very much in in a good situation. So there's a lot of teams still up for grabs and still in this thing, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. And of course, yeah. when we go to the uh, 12 team playoff system, uh, then we'll be talking about bubble teams and the first team in and the first team out and uh, yeah. things like that. So uh, that'll change the dynamic completely. Well, uh, quickly, tell me about the Pollock Family Foundation. Uh, you know, uh, what a, off the football field, out from ESPN, you do a, you do a lot of good things. Tell me about the Pollock Family Foundation. Well, I, I appreciate you asking. You didn't have to do that. Um, you know, the, the Pollock Family Foundation is something that me and my wife started um, years ago, probably eight eight years ago or so. Um, and and it's, it, listen, we, we are so blessed to be where we're at, and we don't deserve what we have. And, you know, we're trying to find a way to make a difference in, in our Athens community because we live right outside of Athens and trying to help people that, that need a little bit of help and a kind of need and, you know, we're, we're, we're all about physical exercise and activity. And so we've built playgrounds and we've done different things for different places here in Athens. And we're going to continue to do so um, and just continue to pour into people and bless people that need us. Collegefamilyfoundation.com if you want to go look it up and if you have any desire to support. We're doing a give, send, go thing right now that we're raising money. If you 
you know, you can enter in to win a, a Traeger grill, one of those really fancy Traeger grills. I don't know how to use them. I can't cook, but <laughs> a, a signed helmet, a, a hover helmet. Like we have all these different things. We partnered with Russ Tanner and Hope 139 and building houses for, for, um, for moms that are, that are pregnant that don't have anywhere to go. They don't have any other options and trying to help them get on their feet. And, um, you know, so we, we're definitely all in the Athens community just try, trying to plug away, trying to make a difference and trying to help those that, that really need help. Wow, that's great. One more time, how can people find out more information? What's your uh, website? Well, you can find us on the, you can find us at the Pollock Family Foundation.com and then you can okay. find us um, all over social media too at the Pollock Family Foundation. Um, we're on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and all those, all great and don't know how to use that well, but yeah, um, you can see us, you can see us on there, especially for, you know, if you want to get into the Give, Send, Go program, you know, and, and donate and then try to get a chance to win a signed helmet from, from me, from, from others, and then, you know, the Traeger Grill and stuff like that. Wow, great. And, of course, one of my favorite podcasts, and, uh, of course, I'm into podcasting, one of my favorite podcasts is Family Goals with David Pollock and Pastor Jay, Jonathan Howes, lead, uh, lead uh, pastor of Greystone Church. You guys do a great job. And I got to tell you something. When you were interviewing Mark Rick and he was talking about his heart attack and, you know, how the Lord kind of dealt with him through that situation, I had goosebumps as big as, water, as, big as watermelons on, on my arm. I, I, uh, th that's a great podcast. You enjoy doing that, too, don't you? Oh, I love it. I love it. We don't we don't get paid for doing that. We're literally just trying to make an impact and trying to help people because listen, work. I can tell you as a parent of a 14 year old and a 12 year old. I'm screwing it up on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to find a way to like pull together with other people and, um, you know, find ways that we can, we can do better, find ways to, to love our wives more, find ways to love our kids more, find ways to love our communities more. And, um, you know, the family goals with Pastor Jay has been such a fun podcast. And we've had Coach Rick, who was amazing, and Tony Dungy and Jeff yeah. Foxworthy. And, you know, this week's that just dropped was Ben Watson, who was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, so we just, we're just trying to, you know, support those and help those that, that might need a little advice when it comes to parenting because Lord knows we need it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a parent, I'm a parent of three and two grandkids, and I still don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, I figure out you love them, you hug on them, you love them, and you try to help them the best you can. And uh, that, that's, Yeah, that's, that's what that's what, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a better job of listening and stop talking because I'm a natural like coach at heart and everything. Right. You know, I want to help them grow and learn. And I'm like, hey, just shut your mouth. Like, how about you just <laughs> listen? Like, just shut up, listen, <laughs> sit back, and don't be a know-it-all. So once, once, I, if I can keep working on that and keep shutting my mouth, I think I'll be a lot better parent. Well, good luck with that because it hadn't worked for me yet either. <laughs> oh man, yeah. well, uh, we, it's been our joy to have David Pollock with us on our uh, program today, doing a great job for ESPN. And listen, I, I know you get a lot of grief, you know. The Georgia fans want you to be, you know, like a homer for Georgia and a representative for Georgia. And you can't be that when you're on a platform like ESPN. But I think you do a great job. And you're just honest. You're a straight shooter, and I love that, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, and well, the, thank you. And by the way, I did a speaking engagement with Kirby a couple years ago at the YMCA. Yeah, and I got asked that question. Why do you pick against Georgia? And Kirby literally stuck his hand out. He's like, "Hey, bro, I got this one." And he said, "Let me ask y'all a question. When I was coaching at LSU in Alabama, were y'all whining about me trying to beat y'all? <laughs> like that was my job. My job was to coach and to try to beat Georgia. Like that's his job. His job is to talk about the games." And, and I was like, "Dude, can you can I just take you with me everywhere?" <laughs> and every time I get asked, asked that question, Kirby, you just smack people around. But it, it is it is my job. I'll say this. 
it is hard though because the only team I cheer for all the time is Georgia. Yeah. And you know, I cheer for my picks otherwise. Um, aside from a couple schools I don't like it that much, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I cheer for my picks and but I'm always cheering for Georgia and last year, man, was so yeah. so dang special. My son was there with me on the sidelines and um, you know, my family was there in the stands and just to see the emotion and all that that Georgia fans have been through to be able to accomplish something like that was so flipping amazing. Yeah. But yeah, my heart always with Georgia, but I'm going to hundred percent be honest and uh and tell the truth. And sometimes people don't like the truth. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, you 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 gotta be that way. By the way, well just quickly, uh when my, my when my wife actually joins me to watch game day, she says, How do they know all that stuff? You know, because you guys are always spouting out these stats and this team and that team. And I said, well, they probably have like two or three people giving them, you know, uh, all the information they need and uh, they do the work themselves. It takes a lot of work to put on that program, right? Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, you get to choose, you know, you can choose how much you want to put into it or not. It's just like everybody else's job. But yeah. the difference is, you know, here's the thing that I figured out a long time ago. Like when I'm talking about Nebraska, those Nebraska fans know. You might be able to fool everybody else, but then Nebraska fans are paying attention to their team every week. Like Georgia fans, they know. Like they know what's going on with their squad and who's playing well, who's not. So you better know your crap. And, you know, I, I take a, an exceptional amount of pride in trying to be a person that always studies, always watches. Every Saturday, you know, I got to sacrifice some, some family time and I got I to gotta watch ball. And, and I know we all do that anyways, which is cool, but I'm like, it's my job, honey. Yeah. This is my this is my job, you know. Like, I got you. And then and then when you put tapes together and, and you learn and you talk to coaches and um so you yeah, you definitely gotta put a lot of time in it, but it's no different than anybody else's job. You put a lot of time in your work and um and you see the the results, but there's a lot of college football teams and yeah. there's a lot of teams to study and players to study and sometimes it gets you know, dangerous in that small brain of mine, and I'll misspeak and say something stupid. So it happens. Hey, it does that. If you're going to be in front of the public, it's going to happen, right? Uh, where yes, were you? Yeah, where will you guys be this uh, this coming Saturday? Where will uh, game day be? Bozeman, Montana. Oh, We're bless your heart. It. Oh my goodness. It it is going to be cold. Oh. That is some show. Um, but we yeah, these are the best shows. Honestly, yeah. these are the best shows, man. We do. The North Dakota States and the JMUs are the ones that really, really stick out in your head of, you know, the cool ones you do that just um, nobody really knows about. But you go to a I mean, we went to, you know, this year we went to Jackson with right. Dion, you know, and you just do different things and different atmospheres. And um, it's going to be cold. I mean, <laughs> six o'clock local start time. Oh I don't God. know how many pair of long johns I got, bro, but I'll have them all on. <laughs> um, but it'll be cool to see. Bozeman, Montana, and see Montana, Montana State. Yeah, that 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 that'll be. I'm sure that's a beautiful venue. I, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely beautiful when the sun comes up and you can see it. Actually, I'm sure it'll be a beautiful venue. Well, David, we'll be watching uh, ESPN Game Day. Thank you so much for joining us today on Dogs on Demand and Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube as well. It's been our joy to have you, and we hope to have you back with us again soon. Okay. No problem. Thank you very much. Dogs on Demand would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. 
Be sure to visit Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and our great interactive website, dogsondemand.com. Join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with the latest sports news from the University of Georgia and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. <laughs>